0: Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the Future of Work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine-to-five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. Hello everyone. I am very appreciative to have Patrizia Hirschnerova from Slovakia as my guest on the show today. Patrizia is this year's Forbes 30 under 30 and a proud mother of two under two. She is an exterior leadership academy alumni on a mission to create win-win dialogues where they are most needed. Her passion for data-enabled conversations led her to a dream job in a tech startup. She then decided to take a career break whenever her first daughter was born. Knowing her employer is very open to flexible workers, she felt confident about taking the break and soon realized that in Slovakia, this scenario is still more of an exception than a rule. She then co-founded Working Mothers, I apologize for my poor pronunciation of the Slovak word prakučuce mami. And at Working Mothers, there are now a team of six who are working together with both companies and returning professionals to help them achieve win win situations. Welcome to the show, Patricia.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Karin.
0: Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Now we have so many people from all over the world listening to us. Could you share with them where you're calling in from and if there are particular sites or a type of food that you could recommend people from your area?
1: Sure. Um, I come from Slovakia, Central Europe. And I know that for majority of people abroad, we need to add that in Central Europe, that's totally okay. Um, So so Slovakia, it's a very tiny country. We have 5 million uh, people living here. And if I should recommend something, it's definitely our national food, which is called Brinzové Halusky, which means it's kind of dumplings with um, very traditional cheese on it. Um, And also I love uh, a very small town, which is called Banska Štianica. It's a mining town uh, that is uh, right now like fully... um, Uh, blended with tourists but uh, it's a beautiful town uh, a medieval town to visit um yeah so that's a like a tip when if you're coming
0: (laughs) that sounds really beautiful yes so now um patricia could you give our listeners an overview of your professional background and how you became the co-founder of Working Mothers. That is the English translation to um, the Slovakian word. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, which I can't pronounce. And, and you are—you co-founded it together mm-hmm. with Teresa Mihalikova.
1: Yes. So that's a funny thing, because uh, originally my background is in linguistics. I studied interpretation. And back then, when I decided to go uh, to college, my dream job was to work as a translator for European uh, Commission and for these buddies. Um, but then as I was studying and I took some part time jobs, I ended up in a tech company working in a, uh, as, a, as a consultant, as a, a business developer. And I realized that there were so many different things that I was doing, doing um, as I was studying, um, that it was kind of confusing for me, like what is going to be my career path. And then luckily enough, I had this opportunity to take a three year um, development program, a leadership development program, which was called Next Area, where we had this whole like coaching sessions about, um, about connecting the dots of our career paths. And if there is one thing that I really did realize uh, it was the fact that in all the jobs that I had previously, like from the, like from, from my first part-time jobs until, until the university, uh, what I enjoyed the most was being a bridge was, was uh, the one, when I was uh, the one who helped people to understand each other, then that was the moment when I felt really the flow, the fulfillment of it, regardless of the, like the, the, the and the nature of the job I was doing. So, um, and then at that time I got married and we wanted to have children. Uh, so I asked myself like, what is going to be next? Because although I really loved my job and I really I knew that I can come back whenever I want to, um, I realized that there is this topic of, of um, there is this fear for, that I found very um, common uh, when I was talking with my friends, uh, with my girlfriends and, uh, like all of them successful women in business and all, we were asking the same question, like what will happen after, after we'll get like become others. Right. And I realized that the luck that I had with my employer was, I would say just like, a more of an exact, like, uh, and, um, it was an example to give but it was not very common um mm-hmm. the majority mm-hmm. of women i've i've talked to uh were really concerned because they knew that being a mother is kind of like they have to pay this tax um of being a mother and that they have to decide between their work and their um and their uh their families so i started to do like a little digging and the research and i uh, wanted to know what is the um, uh, what it, what are the things that that we as mo- as, as potential mothers or like currently mothers uh, need the employers to uh, to do to help in order to help us to to have the balance between the work and the family. So I launched like a very quick research on social media, and then Teresia came along, and she uh, she wrote me saying like. Hey, Patricia. This is exactly the topic I was thinking about. So let's let's grab a coffee. And so we spoke, and we realized that at that stage we didn't really know what exactly to do, but we mm-hmm. knew that we wanted to find to found an NGO uh, to kind of like open the conversation. Because I just gave birth to my first uh, daughter, Eva, and I remember like holding her in my hands, saying, "Okay." I'm officially a mom, but I still feel like I'm the same person, you know, like I, my, my my brain was not somehow like changed. I'm still the same person. So although I am a mother and this is the new role for me, I still have the, um, the potential and the, uh, the career path to, uh, to follow, but I want to have it like um, very uh, well-ordered and I want to have the family first and then the work. So with Teresia, we started to to have like regular sessions and uh, we started to support um, these uh, mothers who are currently on maternity leave by doing webinars. And uh, then we started to, to work with companies who approached us saying, look, uh, I see that you are very well at working with mothers. We want to hire someone part-time. Can you help us? So we realized that there is this like commercial potential mm-hmm. in this and that by helping um both groups by helping women and uh, employers we can really make it like living and we can um, uh, you know we can have an impact about uh, on what is going to be um, the future of our daughters um, so that's how we ended up as uh, working moms. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for sharing. That is so interesting. And so what is currently the situation Mm -hmm. if somebody is a, you know, um, a stay-at-home parent and is trying to return after several years of unpaid care work? Is that something that, you know, is easy to do? Or (laughs) or what's the situation? Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. So comparing to maybe uh, United States or Canada, uh, we have a very, very um, luxurious maternity leave policy, I would say. We have, uh, if you're like in my place, uh, here in Slovakia, you can have up to three years of paid maternity leaves. Well, partially paid because you are paid by, by. by, uh, by you get an allowance from, from the social security, uh, from government, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. uh, you have this possibility to spend three years uh, with one child. And then obviously, okay. if you have like other children, then it accumulates. Um, right. which is like a great thing because I really enjoy being home with my children. At the same yes. time, you are then expected to take those three years. And after the three years, um, the whole flexibility question is kind of very at the early stage here um, because uh, because of the whole, um, how to say, um, the cliche about mothers, you know, and yeah. the, 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 fear we call ourselves, like you mentioned the working parents or parents on maternity leave. We talk a lot about women because here, uh, like the 99% of primary caregivers are women. So that's why, and although there are men going to, uh, for a maternity leave, they are, they don't have, they don't face the same challenges as, as women. So, um, so it is very, um, it's, very uh graceful in terms of um like we do have this possibility to to stay with with children but then when the when the whole preschool starts uh there is a huge clash in in the um in the time schedule because uh when you have the kindergarten the preschool that uh that is only open until four and you have a nine to five job then it's technically impossible to get a paid job um, and then uh, once you, um, there is this whole discussion about uh, when to start uh, the negotiations about time when you are having an interview. Uh, but this makes it technically uh, very challenging to find a job which um, um, makes it possible to, to still pick your child at preschool, um, which results into less, ch- less women going back to, back to work after um, having children.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. the interesting thing is, like, while, as you said, in, in the U.S. and Canada, a, as far as, um, you know, maternity leave, well, in the U.S., there is no federal mm-hmm. maternity or paternity leave to start off with. But, um, you know, in Canada, is definitely much shorter than it is um, in Slovakia. But I feel there is still... Um, a much more limited amount of Mm. um, jobs um, that are on a more flexible part-time basis compared to, for example, Germany, in the sense that it is, um, the perception is if somebody wants to do a part-time job, it's going to be on an entry-level position Mm -hmm. because the fewer numbers work um, per week is automatically equated with less commitment to the position, as well as maybe the the quality of work will not be as high. And it obviously couldn't be more from the truth, but that is a current perception which Mm -hmm. I'm trying to change. And so it's very interesting to hear, you know, your um, perspective from um, Slovakia. And one of the reasons I try to, you know, talk about parents Mm -hmm. rather than mothers, because when I talk to um, my father advocates on the show and in general, I'm learning more and more. I feel there is this perception that um, dads do not have the same ability to Mm -hmm. do unpaid care work. And so from my perspective, In order to change perspectives, we have to have more male role models to be able, you know, to to make them see and say, "Oh, somebody is actually be able to do this." Like in um in Norway, it is very common for Mm -hmm. um, dads to take um, months of paternity leave, and it is even from you know my understanding if you don't do it as a dad, it is perceived to be negatively against you, but it it's taken decades to get mm-hmm. to this point. So, so I'm very impressed that you guys are, you know, the front trailblazers trying to change perspectives.
1: It is like, I can tell you like from my, from my personal network, there are like more and more dads taking these leaves. Um, but the funny thing is that, um, they are sometimes considered as heroes, you know, when, when they, when they do this, uh, because like, it's normal to, to take the the leave when you have, when for a woman, but when a dad mm-hmm. takes it, it's like, whoa, you you you're like, you're a great man. And I believe that this is something that should be, mm, should be, uh, discussed within the couple, like that the, the couple itself, uh, will know what is the best, uh, arrangement for their, for their, um, Uh, family and i've been working for uh i've been working with a lot of women who women who are who spend like 10 years um at maternity leave and it's and they are happy about it and their family is happy about right so that's totally okay and we're not pushing anyone to go uh, back to work uh and at the same time i believe that when the time comes regardless of the fact if it's like at six months or at six years right uh, there there is a there is a lose-lose situation if we don't allow those flexible arrangements, you know? So that's yeah. what we are trying to, to show uh, by by like very specific uh, examples and case studies from, from companies here in Slovakia that mm-hmm. it's actually a win-win situation if you enable it because um, of course it does depend on the role, right? Um, and the whole pressure uh, coming with the senior positions, that's 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 the fact. But um, we are like... We, we keep talking about the fact that, w- that mothers and especially part-time working mothers or parents or caregivers are very loyal and very um, exactly. uh, time, like, uh, time-wise in terms of the schedule and they mm-hmm. will not spend 45 minutes chatting in a, in a coffee room. Um, but at the same time, I feel like um, there were so many people talking about this and nothing changed or at least like it was very, very slow. And, was, and on the other hand, I believe that the reason why it didn't change, it was because we had this, um, this uh, one-way approach. We just wanted to advocate for ourselves, you know, like saying, like, hire moms because we are, we are, like, the best and we are the most productive creatures, etc. Uh, but I think the reason why it didn't work is because we didn't spe- speak the company's language, you know. Um, and the companies didn't speak the language of parents. They offered so many benefits that, that they had like zero impact on, on the parents. So that's why I believe that if we want to change something, we have to have this dialogue where both parties uh, will speak the language of the, of the other one.
0: I, I could not agree more. And I truly feel it also really helps if you have the senior leadership buy-in, and ideally, you have some role model, and I don't know what it's like in Slovakia, but in many countries, it's still predominantly male senior leaders. So if you have examples of them publicly stating, I am taking paternity leave Mm -hmm. or other senior leaders that I've read about, um, in countries saying I'm stepping down because I want to you know support my children and mm-hmm. you know and and you know do my share of unpaid care work so then that for a junior member of a organization I think they might be more willing mm-hmm. to say okay I can try that too and by the same token somebody on a senior level, who has experienced what it is like to look after, especially you know, young children? How much effort it takes? I think they will likely have a different approach and will likely offer different benefits because they have gone through this themselves. And um, so, and you know, so we're talking about flexible work, and my favorite type of flexible work is definitely job sharing. And I mean, is that something that exists in Slovakia already? Or is that, you know, what you guys are trying to advocate for more?
1: Um, Technically, it does exist. Uh, From the legal perspective, uh, as an employer, if I have Mm -hmm. two people uh, job sharing uh, the same Mm -hmm. position, I can Mm -hmm. have them uh, sign an an additional paper, uh, like an agreement, that mm-hmm. uh, from now on you are working as a team and okay. the whole stepping in in terms of um in case when uh when the child gets sick uh the whole like distribution of a workload mm-hmm. and the logistics this is totally up to you so from now on you are working as a team and I am only like I'm seeing you now as one buddy so um whatever happens uh if you need help you can reach out but I will not be the one like scheduling your 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 part-time right. uh, sessions. So uh, technically, this exists in Slovakia, uh, but uh, it seems like no one really uses it. So, so there are um, types of work, or there are um, companies where the like there is a team working uh, like sharing the same agenda. But it's not mm-hmm. really uh, like part-time workers, but it's like a huge, like let's say, like working on shifts when you have like uh, right. customer centers, etc. So um, the whole like idea behind the law was to support the employers, uh, so they don't fear the fact that they sh- they would be like micromanaging micromanaging the uh, uh, the job sharers. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's it's something that was like still. Uh, you know it's hidden, and uh, we try to um, encourage um, not only encourage employers to do it, but maybe to listen to them more carefully. And hearing about what is their roadblocks, like why they didn't implement it, because I don't think that it's only about not knowing it. It's also about the fears that uh, that those um, also companies and HR departments are sharing
0: and facing. I, I completely agree. I mean, first of all, I think that is amazing to hear that, you know, there is a lot, it's it's very progressive. So <laughs> I am I'm very impressed. And then secondly, to your point, there are so many myths about mm-hmm. job sharing. When I talk to, you know, my guests who in their respective country focus in particular about job sharing, I mean, it's like, I think the biggest issue often is that, people have never seen a job share in action, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so there's this fear of the unknown. And um, like the other thing I really think is that often people cannot imagine positions being able to be split. And so I think this, what I really like about your law is the fact that there is no micromanaging because from all I've read and heard in a way, These job sharers need less time with their manager because they have their own sparing partner who they can discuss things with, right? But I think that's often, you know, not understood for somebody who has never really Mm -hmm. dealt with job sharing. So, and and then the other thing, you know, like top sharers the fact that you know there are people or like sap as is my favorite example sap in germany every management position has to be written out as a job sharing opportunity wow yeah yeah yes and but it sets it sets a statement and so the fact that i can quote that because often people say oh well you know it cannot happen on a top sharing but oh yes it can yes 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 so so Yeah,
1: it can. And at the same time, it really depends on the sparring partner because, um, you know, like I can totally imagine being interviewed for a job sharing position, not knowing the Mm -hmm. second my twin. And it might be very like it can uh, work very well. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it can be very uh, difficult to think at at the beginning.
0: I, I completely agree, and I think that's, again, another thing, and this is why I, I don't know what you know the situation is like in Slovakia, but my feeling is having more people working from home because mm-hmm. of the pandemic ultimately establishes more trust work because obviously the employer can't see people mm-hmm. working from home. And so then the next step is, as you said, Job sharing is all about trust. Mm-hmm. Trust between the yes. j- job yes. sharers as well as trust from an employer or manager. Yes, they can do the job without my micromanaging. Mm-hmm. So that's my hope that you know it will make people more confident that um, you know they can let people do job sharing without having to micromanagement manage them without you know like being there so so that's that's my hope but um yeah <laughs> well, we
1: share the same hope then <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so um now you know we've talked a little bit before about paternity leave and the perception um within Slovakia so like how come and you have you said there is a very generous maternity leave how long is paternity leave or is there a, you know, a legally scheduled mm-hmm. paternity leave?
1: There is like uh, in, in ours, in, in the law uh, here in Slovakia, it's still called maternity leave, but yeah, mm-hmm. let's call it paternity leave. Um, basically when a child is born, you mm-hmm. like, a, I mean, I can tell you an example from my family. So mm-hmm. I was, I was, uh, I had six months, Uh, Okay. Of coverage. I had like 80% of my gross um, salary covered. Okay. During six months. Okay. Um, Then after the six months, there are two scenarios that can happen. Either uh, we sweep, uh, we swipe with, with, uh, uh, with my, with my husband. So he would Mm -hmm. take the paternity leave. And again, he can have six months of uh, 80% of
0: coverage. Mm
1: -hmm. Or I can stay. And have uh, until my child gets uh, to the point where she's three years old. I have <laughs> uh, like an allowance uh, here in Slovakia. It's uh, th- through hundred fifty euros uh, monthly if I was pre- working previously. So I can have this like it's an allowance that I can have until and and the job gu- and the gu- and the job is guaranteed during those three okay. years, uh, and then it's over. So during those um, three years we can we can um swipe swipe with my husband
0: that is so interesting and so now what happens when say somebody um takes that amount of time and then returns Mm -hmm. and because you said it is guaranteed and and the reason i'm curious about is like in germany there is currently that campaign called pro parents Mm -hmm. and it basically tries to um include also parents the status of parents to not be able to discriminate it against because while technically Mm -hmm. um you know there is some um legal protection there have been you know ways where parents were discriminated when they returned back to paid work and then maybe the position the equivalent position they were given might be in a different location Mm -hmm. or in an organization all of a sudden they are more um, sidelined I would say you Mm -hmm. know things like that so I I'm curious what the situation is like in Slovakia when somebody returns
1: the same um what happens you know
0: okay and okay
1: but here I would maybe um uh, I would say, I would maybe encourage people to look at, uh, we encourage women to work at it, uh, to look at it from a different perspective, um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. yes, the fact is that life happens. And if you spend 10 yeah. years out of the workplace, uh, sure. then, uh, eventually like things change and you might be guaranteed a position, but it might not mm-hmm. be the same. Now, is it a problem for some people? Yes. Um, is it an opportunity? Definitely. Uh, from my experience, what happens is that whenever you are, are, you're, you're offered a job that is maybe not the same that you were, you've been working on previously, um, there is a new, uh, kind of things that you learn. So your knowledge and internal knowledge is is growing. So the fact that you're like upskilling yourself. And the other thing is that it might be less, like it might be a more junior position. Okay, so you are maybe paid less, but the fact that it's a very it's a possibility to start and to roll this all out uh, peacefully and gradually, I think I believe that this is a benefit. So I would not encourage employers to to have, to to offer more junior junior positions to those uh, returners. But if that happens, I wouldn't see it as a problem because, as a matter of fact, if you have this possibility to um, to gradually get back and to earn a new skill set, then it's just a matter of time and of um, maybe um, self-assessment and um, being able to speak out for yourself and you will get the promotion and you will get maybe like even more interesting job that you had before.
0: If somebody say returns after 10 years, I can definitely see there are, you know, things change and yeah, so, I'm curious. One of the things that I've noticed that is still very underestimated is the type of transferable skills that somebody learns during unpaid care work. Mm -hmm. And I've done a LinkedIn study and, and, you know, I did a poll and I guess it was like 9% of the people responding said, yeah, somebody actually asked me and said, you know, what did you learn? And, um, to me, it goes hand in hand with, especially, you know, mothers returning, that there is a lot of self, you know, lack of self-confidence because mm-hmm. people still perceive it as it's a gap. When, from my perspective, there is a lot of soft skills that are being learned. So I'm curious, what is the perception in Slovakia?
1: Well, interestingly enough, uh, we had this last session with, uh, with some returners like one week ago. And mm-hmm. the question here in Slovakia that is asked is whether they should put this on LinkedIn or not. And my answer is definitely yes. Uh, so yes, there are so many creative ways uh, to describe what you were, do- what you were doing from um, community manager to uh, to coach, uh, to junior members of the team. You have all these like um, ways of explaining what you were doing uh, when taking care of your child. Um, maybe what I would do in this case, uh, if you're asking about uh, what the questions are, um, after like on the interview, uh, maybe if they ask, like, how was the the maternity leave? You know, I would definitely start like very nicely said, you know what? There are so many things I've learned. I'm so excited to, to list you all the the skills I just got. So, uh, even though they don't get the question directly, but they can use a small talk question, um, and like gaining the the possibility to to sell themselves in this area.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important. And um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but interestingly, so LinkedIn, in, in I guess it is in the US, um, Canada, and I don't know in what other countries, maybe English speaking countries, they have created a pre filled button. That like a drop down button that you can actually say that you know you were a stay at home parent a caregiver so it becomes an official mm-hmm. uh, you know tight job title for that period of time which to me you know it really helps with normalizing that time of your you know work history in somebody's resume so yeah I was I was very excited when that uh, you know happened. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like the whole self-confidence thing, It's I would say that's the number one issue that we're facing when returning back to work. Uh, and I believe that um, this is not only the case of, of uh, like our relaunchers or returners back to work. Um, this is like a specialty uh, that like a lot of us are um, like having and coping with. So um, this is something that we can work with. And I believe that it's, it gets... Um, like the more um you work on yourself while while you're still on maternity leave the more confident you will feel about yourself when when the when the baby comes right
0: yeah no absolutely absolutely i i mean i i think yeah there are so many things that one can learn and what you know i've read is people are saying write down all the things you're mm-hmm. doing and like you know the skills you are learning while you are on maternity leave, paternity leave, because you might not remember, but then you are in an interview and you're like, yep, this is what I learned. So yeah, absolutely. That's one now, part.
1: Sorry to interrupt, but the other yeah, yeah, part yeah. is mm-hmm. that sometimes... Uh, like, we are not able to look at ourselves, um, like, critically. And uh, that's what we suggest. Usually, when women are struggling, and they're saying, oh, I spent just 10 years uh, not working. And I don't think I had any, like, skill and, or any, like, good thing to do. Uh, we encourage them to have a coffee with their friends and ask them, like, what do you remember what I'm good at, you know, so that's why, like, you can have this self assessment, uh, but also you can ask your friends and colleagues to um to help you with this
0: couldn't agree more and and then again as you're saying like you know having role models Mm -hmm. especially male role models who write about it who you know talk about it these are the things I've learned because then it helps people to reflect and say yeah that is you know I I didn't think about this and so yeah I mean there is so much that can still be done. And Mm. I love having our conversation. Now, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that, you know, you share with our listeners?
1: Um, I would maybe just stress the the importance of the win-win dialogue. Um, Because uh, whatever the situation is, uh, we will still, if you are afraid, whether you are like an elder or, or um, a mom going back, we are all like we're hard to hardwired to get um, to talk about ourselves, about what we want. But at the same time, if we realize that this is about understanding and about finding what is the win situation for the other side, then the whole conversation might have a different ending. So that's maybe for the end
0: <laughs> thank you that that is great that that's a great ending well how can people reach out to you on social media where can they found find you
1: um they can find me on linkedin uh with mm-hmm. my name and my surname. um i well and then also on uh, on facebook i'm not really active on instagram but if you uh, if you put pracucemami.sk uh, which is probably in the link description down <laughs> yes, below. I will
0: put it in the
1: show notes. <laughs> you can find us there, and if you have any um, like comments, or if there are a lot of examples and show and role models that we share there. So if you have someone who would uh, maybe uh, be worth um, showing as a role model, mm-hmm. or if you have a yes. job, uh, if you have a job proposition for uh, for flexi- flexible work time then uh, we're very happy to help with that.
0: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you.
1: It was a pleasure for me, Karen, as well. Thank you. Have a great time. Bye. Thank you.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.